0: Okay, welcome to More to Comes periodic uh, feature stargazing. I'm Calvin Reed, senior news editor, Publishers Weekly, editor of PW Comics World, well, and editor of the Fanatic PW's twice a month comics and pop culture newsletter. Um, uh, check us out online at PublishersWeekly.com/comics. But we're here for stargazing right now, and that means I'm going to be talking about starred reviewed. Graphic novels with Meg Limke, PWS graphic novels review editor. Hey Meg, how you doing?
1: Hey Calvin, happy birthday.
0: <laughs> there you go. Well, we're getting, we're getting a little personal here, but yes, my, sorry, sorry. my 70th birthday, recent. uh, was a couple oh, of wow. days ago and, uh, you know, I had a pretty good time. <laughs> I had a pretty Calvin good time. Calvin is the best. So, and yeah, we are so.
1: celebrating him the whole month. Yeah, oh, well, there you
0: go. well, now. you know, it, uh, 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 talking about comics keeps me young. How's that? All right.
1: Mm-hmm. It's really So right. Nice. Let's
0: talk a little comics. What do we have uh, for stargazing um, for this show?
1: This is a book I am, I've been waiting forever to get to talk to folks on the podcast about um, it. We're just going to focus on one title today because it's really quite dense as even though it's very readable and accessible, it's sh- smart guy, smart guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: th- think of a real Jersey accent. Yeah.
0: the so life com- so times it's-, it's a combination of Jersey and Massachusetts, you know. Because right. that's kind oh, right. Because of them talking about, about him. Here.
1: Smart guy. Okay. Smart, yeah. Yeah. You're. Right. Smart, I think it's really
0: smart guy.
1: I think you're right. Oh my, I stand corrected. It's how people refer to Congressman Barney Frank, who was from Jersey, but he is the congressman in, um, in Massachusetts. So this is about the life and times of Barney Frank, who was an, one of the first openly gay Congress people. And it, though for much of the book he's closeted and it addresses that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I don't know, we didn't really get in our full intro, but a star review is a review in publishers weekly where the anonymous reviewer, uh, alerts me to the notability of the title and in this case as always is excellent as well as just a very big deal that um this this work is being published uh it it isn't by bernie frank himself but eric orner who is the uh, cartoonist and writer was one of um frank's congress congressional aides which is a really unusual close relationship with the subject and that's what one of what something that Calvin and I are going to speak about quite a bit, I think in this segment is that despite that, it's a very complex portrait. So I think that there's both the, the close relationship and admiration and access to the subject. And yet it's not in any way, you know, avoiding an unflattering portrayal in many instances. And he had a very complex life, including a, like major sex scandal that resulted in um, him being yes. outed
0: yeah um yeah a smart guy, yeah the life and times of barney frank yeah i mean it's everything you 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 uh, said here um but what orner has done he's really i mean it's a personal biography of of Barney Frank, but it's also a political biography as well right. i mean i i call it the the education of a schlubby Harvard political animal who's also a gay closeted guy and probably one of the most effective. Uh, legislators, you know, the country's seen in a long time. Um, and Um This book takes you, I mean, it, it, it's really hard to describe because on the one hand, it is a very detailed political mm-hmm. document. I mean, mm-hmm. for all these people that say that, you know, oh, comics, you know, you can read them, you know, you know, you can read it in an hour and you're done. I mean, this book it, while it looks at his personal foibles and his personal development this is a hard nosed kind of political textbook uh that's why i call it the education you know of a of a schlubby uh, um, uh harvard liberal political animal but it's really the story of how uh in, in some ways it's kind of this uh, uh, uh the hero's quest it's how this schlubby guy from jersey ended up in boston uh, and, and, and managed to build this amazing grassroots coalition about all of these issues that for, you know, liberals like us seem are really kind of important. Voting rights, uh, uh, gay, LGBTQ rights, housing. Uh, you know, he was an elite, but he was connected by instincts and by political, by, uh, by political strategies, uh, to working class and grassroots people. Uh, and we can go on and on and on, but, uh, and, and it's also just a funny, lively book. I mean, Orner has the ability, and I guess because he was a congressional aide and was so close to him during certain parts of this book, that this thing, you know, it's not dry. It's not boring. It's really his, really just details Frank's growth as both a person and as a politician
1: the balance here or the kind of orchestra of ideas is fantastic. Yeah. Warner is a long running queer cartoonist. He has a series called the mostly unfabulous social life of Ethan Green, which was adapted into a feature film in 2005. You know, it was a comic strip, a kind of um, slice of life about being in a queer couple and a queer, you know, queer dating life. And see. He's been a mainstay in that scene for years, and while he was writing cartoons, he was also working for Barney Frank and getting really deep into politics. And he, so he has this, like, great narrative touch that is hilarious. He has hilarious visual gags throughout it. He has a really distinctive style. Um, you know, I'm going to think of how to describe it. I mean, it's, it's got a little Bechdel in it, but it's also a little bit more, um, Mimi Pond. You know, there's some flourishes that are quite funny. The coloring is really great in this. Um, and then the color, like the off-color, uh, jokes mm-hmm. and the local color are just run really deep. I mean, that's what Frank was known for in some ways was connecting to the people. So he both had this, um, elitist education at Harvard and was like a real, like, in the details wonk, like a policy wonk. And he had an ability to kind of move the machine and move through the bureaucracy, but on a political facing level in terms of the voters, that like he was known as an everyman and he had this real approachability. He was sort of schlubby and lived in like a basement apartment and he didn't have um, these trappings, these elitist trappings. He had this um, education, but this working class touch um, and and apparently was like very... Smart alecky and had great one-liners that the press loved, um, and including you know some like r- roughness with his colleagues, uh, both a frankness in speaking you know to other powerful colleagues and kind sort of cutting them short, but also sometimes being a difficult boss, which I think it's fascinating that Warner portrays so lightly with a, a book about his boss. You know, there's some great scenes where he was like, Ugh, he was hard to work with, right? Yeah, yeah no. And they're no, funny, the book is they're really, really
0: real. The book really gives you a full poetry. Even though look, without a doubt, this is an embrace of him. Uh Orner mm-hmm. is uh, you know, really obviously uh you know along happily along for the ride. But uh just as you said this book really breaks down his personality, good and bad. But really, I mean without a doubt the good parts of it w- wildly overwhelm, uh, you know, his flaws of which there are many, uh, mm-hmm. uh leading, I mean, it, 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 I mean, look, the book opens with him being uh, under, uh, his home being surrounded by the media when it was a, discovered that he had a pro, you know, he had basically a prostitute, a male prostitute living in the house with him. And actually conducting some nefarious business that he kind of let, didn't really know was happening because right. I, I, frankly he was, he was finally in a relationship that he, that he needed. This is a guy who was so devoted to politics, uh, it, it, it allowed him to divert his attention away from being in the closet, from being, putting up with the nonsense uh, that LGBTQ people have to deal with every day in this society. Uh, the fear, particularly during his early days in politics, of being being outed, uh, being smeared, um, and believe me, people tried it later, but, uh, you know, Frank has a way that, first of all, he's really funny in an, on top, which usually seems to go with being really smart. Um, and he always, as I said, he always seemed to knew, you know where his roots were and where the activism needed him the most. But in many cases, he was a creature of the academy. He wanted to be studying. He was trying to get a PhD and he seemed to mm-hmm. kept being dragged into, to different political campaigns. Uh, initially what by Kevin White, the long time Boston mayor, a, a, a kind of a lazy liberal democratic politician who believed in a lot of the liberal ideals, but didn't really want to work that hard to get them. They brought Barney in, who basically outworks everybody. Then his mm-hmm. own election to the state legislator and then to D.C. So there's all of this backroom politics that's detailed uh, and all of the good choices, as well as the bad political choices that he made and personal choices and their political co- consequences. But it, it's hard to, to get forth. That's why you need to read the book it's so lively it's so funny it is kind of like barney frank is the is the superhero uh political superhero we all needed, and boy oh boy is he imperfect to a fault and sort of the perfect guy to do the job that was needed at the time he sorry gets I went over for a done and,
1: oh no <laughs> i know i know he gets things done and i think uh we're condensing a lot of the timeline and that's why reading the book is a great decision to make if you're listening to this podcast, (laughs) because, you know, he, I think it's pitched as about the first, one one of the first, not the first openly out politicians in this, in this period. Mm -hmm. Right. When he, but it, but the book traverses a timeline that's, that's much that goes through major shifts in cultural acceptance of, of queer people. And, and the book talks about, that beginning and something that he wanted to be out and to have relationships and he became out to his family, but not out publicly, out to friends, but not out publicly, that became a conflict because of his political career and the ways in which certain careers continue to make um, being out complicated and that he very actively in one of his first pieces of legislation he put forward was for gay rights and he is a real campaigner for gay rights. And that was one reason why he kept being
0: this was in, in the state legislature, right? I believe. I yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I shouldn't yeah, this was
1: um, go to the yeah. book mm-hmm. to confirm. <laughs> um, and it's I mean I love that that all the inner workings of government, especially the inner workings of um Bostonian politics and Massachusetts politics, because like the, the kind of amazing thing about Frank is he came from outside of Massachusetts, New England. Yes, and I now. know. Bayonne. Won them over because. New Jersey. I, <laughs> I lived in Boston for years. And when I worked at Houghton Mifflin, it is a spot in that place. I mean, when the people talk about the old Boston families, the old Boston politics, you know, it's, that is real. Like that. that that is, there is, New Englanders are not keen usually to open up to newcomers. Yeah. So the idea is he just kind of busts through and because it's based on his work ethic and his kind of force of nature a force of personality, he manages to become like entrenched in the community and accepted and and, um, with major divisive stances, you know, he works on, um, big, big hot button issues in Boston, like racial equity issues, housing issues, a lot to do with people's voting rights. rights, voting rights. Exactly. Um, and moving these vice crime and, you know, like issues mm. around, um, harassment of the queer community, as well as, um, other issues with discrimination, women's rights. He was a big proponent, um, of abortion rights some of his best lines are in response to that. It's a really, it's really powerful that he had, you know, he took this extra liberal stance and then was out and survived it all, including with the sex scandal. I mean, there's also like almost well, like. Cringy section where yeah. Clinton calls him to say, how do I handle the Lewinsky scandal? He's like, you, you went through this. And according to Frank, you know, via this biography, he told Clinton, like, be honest. And then as we all know, Clinton wasn't like 100% honest. You no, know,
0: you know. but like, and, and indeed Bar- Barney was, uh, under the right. circumstances that he found himself and he went through a congressional right. hearing also. Yes. where he had yeah. to answer truthfully about his relationship. But the fact is the guy had so many great relationships. He, he, he did manage to come through with what some sort of minor censure. Um, because mm-hmm. I mean, look, this is, I he mean, part some of shady book, stuff. I say what I didn't <laughs> he hear did you. Some
1: shady, he did some shady stuff in this, in that relationship. You know, if you, he, he got mixed up with a guy who was a,
0: a drug dealer and, um, and was basically a hustler and you know he (laughs) out of his apartment, right so
1: see he was he was a sex worker barney originally hired his services they didn't have that relationship they didn't have a continuing sexual relationship but he became like he started working for him like he became kind of a companion like a like Mm -hmm. and uh, and then when barney would be away according to the book at least when barney would be away this guy would sometimes start trafficking other people out of the apartment yes apparently and And the neighbors were out later which is like really (laughs) you know and it's interesting and you know basically frank says he doesn't he didn't know that was going on like he didn't and that's an interesting idea that the power of this relationship and his enamored relationship when this is all found out is years later too of course right? this is a, a sex scandal in his past that gets dug up when he's now in a happy committed relationship and it's complicated, right? It's a complicated book.
0: But you also get a sense of i mean because I mean the, the when you get to that part of the book, you've also by that time learned a good deal about Barney's personal life right. such as it was. Um uh and and his 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 need to have, you know, personal fulfillment and ter- mm-hmm. and uh, the terror that I'm sure many many LGBTQ people face. Uh, particularly during those years of this becoming publicly known and it putting their whole lifestyle, their whole life, uh, career choices at jeopardy. So, uh, it, it, when you get to this point in the book, I mean, it's kind of understandable why he makes bad choices. And there's some, also some, some, uh, scenes in the book where, you know, uh, where he's going in front of the LGBT political activists and they understand. They know why he did what he did. And I really think that's think a great, actually great part of the book. So, yeah. We all it's thinking, you know what? The, we have been there.
1: It's pretty of the moment in terms of thinking about contemporary um, concepts of sex work. Also, like he is very honest about participating with, you know, in, um, Hiring a sex worker, and he doesn't. It's it's the fact that that relationship became one where he wrote like a letter of recommendation for the guy without disclosing that nature of their relationship. That is what he gets censored for, and that's more in some ways where he says like that was the choice, that was unethical. But it's not necessarily that he is feeling that the relationship with the sex worker was at. It was a transactional relationship that did serve him at the time for what he where he was his life yeah. as much as he would have preferred to have a romantic committed relationship he didn't feel that that was something he could provide someone while closeted and there's actually a really poignant moment early early on in the book where he meets somebody and goes on a date with them and they're like oh you're not out forget it and walk off and it's very much like it's not and that it, nobody was out you know people were no, out. absolutely he was not absolutely
0: now they weren't yet and they, was, weren't uh, ready they weren't necessarily yeah running for political there is that great uh a scene with the with the tennis player who uh right. who they they sort of meet and they get playing tennis and uh you know, guy gives him a little kiss and wants to get but then he realized when he when he says, Hey, you, you can't do that, and you he realize, hey, if you're not out, we can't be in a relationship because I'm not gonna go through what it takes to internalize all this. And there are moments like that throughout the book, but we should and we should also remember he was also uh, and out of conscience, he was also supporting LGBTQ rights, voting rights, anti-harassment right. legislature that he would introduce before he came out. And even when people were, you know, sort of trying to, uh you know, uh, basically smear him with his sex with, sex, with sexual identity, he lived this, you know, contradictory life where he denied being gay. But, you know, he went to gay bars, you know, and he's, and he's supporting I mean, gay- it's the
1: devil's bargain, right? Is the idea yeah. that he would say to himself, I can't continue to be effective as a legislator and in Congress, you know, until, if I'm out, they don't know that I can, pr- I can promote the work that needs to be done. And basically culture was catching up at the time he was outed. And there was kind of a nice intersection of his ability to feel he could, he he'd done enough of the work. Now the guy he met in the park, you know, maybe 2020 vision would have said you should come out and proud from the beginning. And I think that I like in literature that we're seeing these stories more. There's actually one, um, I don't want to be major spoilers on the podcast. There's a really fantastic series called for all mankind. That's a television series that I recommend checking out. It's an alternate history of NASA and it engages with what comes up here too, which is this concept that um, being, closeted could be a security risk, right? This comes up in the context of the military and the concept of uh, don't ask, don't tell, which is the compromise that Clinton proposed ridiculously. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Frank, you know, talked him through that and gave him different advice, but was part of that compromise politically. Um, and this concept of the security risk of being closeted because like the Soviets could get to you, right? If you were mm-hmm. closeted and could threaten to out you. Um, and in that miniseries, series, a character is similarly pressed by a partner who's like, no, I'm not going to stay with you if you don't come out. And the, I think that there's been a lot of literature about like everyone in hiding, but in fact, the idea that there were people who were out and were making that choice and were pressuring other partners—it's just a more nuanced and interesting perspective, I think, on the
0: period. Oh, uh, without a doubt. And like, and as we said earlier, I mean, uh, Orner really handles all of this very well. I mean, mm-hmm. he moves back and forth between the different, um, you know, uh, somewhat compartmentalized parts of of Frank's life and, and he shows how one right. affects the other and, and, and the tensions that that creates within him because Barney obviously is aware that he's living this contradictory life, uh, you know, without necessarily knowing, um, uh, what to do about it. And mm-hmm. until he's finally faced with the consequences, the political consequences, uh, of how he's going about his life and, and he makes a change. Um, uh, I mean, the, the, I mean, this book really goes through all of the major political conflicts of his life and it does it brilliantly. So everything from, from managing Kevin White's, uh, initial run to be the mayor of Boston and running against the crazy right wing Mm Boston healthy Louise Day Hicks, uh, all the way through, uh, you know, uh, being his chief of staff, um, uh, Deciding at the last minute to run for the, uh, state legislator, state legislator, then the, deciding the last minute, uh, to run for Congress, getting in. Uh, I love the way his family and his mother, uh, are his, his allies. such a great there. character. All these I Jersey mean, talk characters about in Boston. He P- flags
1: and, biggest, you know, role model. Amazing. It, a- I mean, she's amazing.
0: So, uh, really this is a treat for everybody. It's a treat for the, uh, you know, for the political, you know, addicts you know, that love detailed back and forths and what the backroom politics are, because that's plenty of that in there. I mean, Orner really oh, gets, great into, the stuff. gets yeah, into the
1: weeds.
0: He gets into the weeds of legislation and who's gonna, how it's gonna be passed. But there's also just great, you know, um uh, an engaging, uh, social portrait of the time and how mm-hmm. this, this gay man, uh, who ultimately had a lot of power, came to like, uh, uh, be able to acknowledge who he really was and become an even more effective legislature, uh, a legislator, uh, because of it. So.
1: It goes uh, through his whole political career and we actually, the, the sex scandal stuff is maybe halfway through the book or three quarters of the way through the book. There's a lot that happens after that in terms of his political life and his personal life, you know, in terms of his partnerships. Um, he has, Long-running committed relationships and ultimately, again, I don't want to give a spoiler, but you know, he gets married. It's a beautiful. Yeah, there's
0: a a happy ending. (laughs) There's a happy ending.
1: And I mean, and an unhappy, happy ending about when you bow out of political life and what that means, you know, and the, um, he was involved in, um, the political side of uh, addressing the, um, housing crash and the recession and the mid, Oth, early ops, two thousand and eight, around then, and you know he did a lot of work on that, and then ultimately didn't run for re-election at that time. And it's this. It's this is all, no spoilers, right? This is all on Wikipedia, but it's yes. a very, it's. I think what struck me, and I, you know, there's a surfeit of graphic nonfiction coming out, and a lot of graphic biographies, yeah. and m- many of them are perfectly fine. You know, there's nothing necessarily wrong with them. But they just don't, this is, like, way above and beyond. The level of detail, the level of nuance, the storytelling, the stories within story, it's not simply an illustrated biography, right? It's something that is much greater and in-depth, and um, there's just layers and layers here of, like, queer history, cultural history, as you're saying, like, through. Wonky stuff, campaign stories, relationships, family stories. It's beautifully drawn. I mean, there's yep, just great stuff of about that. the intrusion and it's you the mentioned pulp, the color. The I mean, it's Politics,
0: the it's oddly colored, but it's very both. effective in what he's done. Yeah, all of, all of the above. Yeah, yeah. So it's and something, there, it's something here for everyone, and thoroughly, and yeah, it's thoroughly entertaining.
1: I was going to say, there's a lot of text, and something that you know, I have to say, our reviewers often ding books for is like too much text in a comic. It works here. It's like you, yeah. often you'll say you just don't need that much text. You kind of do here. You really do because these are such complex concepts and, mm-hmm. and events. And yet, um, it works, you know, I yeah. kind of, it's very readable and engaging. Um, but it's not a fast read for a comic. It's something you can sit with and digest. And there's, it's episodic as is life and as is politics. And so for that reason, like there's a lot to kind of just pull you through it. Uh, I thought it was great. We also have a Q&A coming up. So I think this is going to air before it's online. But um, if you get the print issue, sign up now. Subscribe. It'll come out in a week you or go. two. Uh, and the Q&A is with um, the fabulous Rob Kirby, who is also a long-running queer cartoonist. So it's a great combo between the two of them.
0: There you go. So in addition to hearing you know me and Meg talk, you can listen to uh, Eric Eric Ortner. You We know,
1: read it. It's, it's, a, it's a Q&A, read. yeah.
0: Or to come, so to speak. All mm. right. Alright, well on that note folks, go out and get it. Smart Guy. Uh, by oh, Interest Order. You know they have so to pre order 20 it. 20
1: This is out in, this is out in May. I well, should that's say. right, this is Sorry. a
0: May book. We should also mention, this, is, this book has been a victim of ordered. supply side and printing delays. This was supposed to have been published last year. And they moved it, you know, and I think, uh. It was going to be well, a
1: 2021 book?
0: Yeah, for good reason they've moved it and they've moved it to May. Because really, the, the mm-hmm. book really deserves to get more attention and it would have been lost. So, and it's coming from, what is this? It's coming from yeah, Metropolitan. That's why I'm books. emphasizing
1: here my bookseller side. Metropolitan, who's been doing some fantastic books and doesn't always get tagged as a major comics publisher, but they really are on the trade they side. Should. They do some really fantastic books. Um, Joe Sacco, and, they
0: published Joe Sacco.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's and and right this has got some Great of that, da- you know, that it's a good example of someone just mm-hmm. really the kind of depth and reporter, the journalism here, the journalism here is really fantastic. Um, Right. So advance order it because we want to see this book succeed. And that's what helped get um, printings up.
0: All right. Go out and get it. The Life and Times of Barney Frank, Smart guy, by Eric Orner. All right. Sorry. Thanks, Meg. Of course. Thank you. (laughs)